Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. The worst idea of all time. Hello, welcome to the worst idea of all time episode number 37, our three dozenth watch of Sex in the City 2. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery and we have now officially spent more time in the company of Carrie and the gals than we did with um, Lenny Fader and the boys. I'm coming to you from Auckland, New Zealand. I am coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> I like that you just say live now. We're so used to hearing newscasters and sports reporters say I'm coming to you live from places that we say it when it is completely untrue. I now. still think it is live because, I mean, how else am I doing it? You are live. Yeah. So you've, you've got the majority. Yeah. Okay. Every episode of the um, podcast we've recorded has been live. Guy, you're over in Aussie doing comedy at the moment. In fact, if I rush to get this out, what, would you want to plug anything right, right up the top? Uh, you mean if you get it out today? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's say that happens. Um, I'm doing a gig called Dirty Secrets at Kaz Reinhop's Dirty Secrets in Collingwood this evening. It's a bar, and I'm doing a show at the European Beer Cafe tomorrow night on Exhibition Street. Um, it'll, I'll be, Kaz Reinhop's is awesome, too. Yeah, you're a big fan. Big I actually also I did a, show last year, I did a, a live podcast last night for a guy called Justin Hamilton who's a legend called Can You Take This Photo Please uh, and that episode's just gone live and I do some stand up in there and we have a chat and I talk about the podcast it's quite good fun how cool are you um, well let's get some other book work out of the way I would like to say thank you so much to Big Pipe Big Pipe Broadband who are sponsoring this week's episode um they want me to pass on to you a couple of things. What? They, they want can me to you, let you know a couple of things. Can you please dress this up and make it not look like you're just reading T's and C's from an email? Well, what I can tell you is I'm on Big Pipe and I like them. What I can tell you is that no one uh, who works for, for Big Pipe or is a family member or is in any way affiliated with anyone at Big Pipe has ever strangled me, uh, mm. threatened my windpipe, or sort of laid hands on me, uh, and that is that's part of their policy. That's written into the policy. No throttling. So, you've, 
very focused on the no throttling. Um, there's no data caps either, so I guess that means if you've got a hat that you wear on your head says, made of ones that, and zeros, they will ban it. Yeah, they will. They will or banish the, it from or your it house. Just says the word data. Um, also, Fuck, there's actually, uh, a no good, term. It's a good novelty hat, bro. A hat what? that says a, a data cap. A hat that says the word data. <laughs> Should we get them off the production line? Okay, well, what are we going to do with this one? No term contracts. No term contracts. Uh, they won't give internet to school children. Uh, they steadfastly <laughs> refuse. A reach. Look, the um, fact that they're is they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Now they are awesome. They're, they're excellent. And if you use the word worst idea when you sign up to them, um, it helps us out. And it helps you out because you get a month's free internet. So Every, it's nothing but a good thing. And Big as pipe. always, if you're not in New Zealand, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Bigpipe.co.nz. Guy, I've, I took so many notes this time because, and look, I have to kick this off with a frank admission. I definitely went on my phone <laughs> during Bro. this one. And I tried to not as much as possible. And I got through like at least the first hour and a half like pretty much without going on my phone at all and then i just needed a couple quick hits as instagram and check out what was going on on twitter i i completely understand it um like i went on the my phone as well i think we're good at policing each other but there's no one in the room it's like it's two and a half hours it's just it's too much um yeah, I the, I sent you a message, a DM on Twitter when there was 45 minutes. I sent minutes. you one on Facebook, oh. so we were obviously using the right, it didn't get through. But do you know what I started doing? When I could see myself losing interest and about to go on my phone again, I just increased the volume a bit more. So by the end of the film, like this thing was just fucking thumping in my I head. I actually... Like yeah, rocking the room. I picked up some really nice off-mic work, um, like really strong in fact and i'm probably we might kick it off with the shining light right now and because this this was it um so firstly uh when miranda and carrie are at the the souk and like it's the first shot and they're buying they're just leaving the spice market where they're buying spices um yeah miranda just throws in a shakran which which is I'm, I, I hope I hope that's right with the thank you that she's talking about on the plane. She throws it in to thank the spice merchant when they're leaving. Yeah, I, that's what she says in the um, karaoke bar as yeah, well and I, when she orders the drink. Shukran, very. I, much. I hadn't heard like I hadn't heard that one, and I was so impressed. And I was like, oh, there's. I mean, I still don't think they should be buying these spices. I don't know why Miranda's buying so many fucking spices. Uh, and then also mm-hmm. when they're being led into the room by the ladies uh, after the condom incident, and. There's yeah. some really good nervous off mic stuff from Charlotte, which is going, uh-oh, okay. And then Miranda follows it up with her, all right, here we go. And, I mean, this is stuff that, <laughs> the, you know, a lot of people wouldn't get. And my gift to you this week, uh, kind listener and Tim, is twofold. First of all, it is these off mic tips. And secondly, tis a kiss. For a kiss the fact- is always a gift. That these characters have been with these women, these actors, for so long. That that's how you get the depth of. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> Let's go. That's how you really nail that in a character by just being completely of and in the character for twenty years or whatever. How how long how long did it be? Uh, I think it came out in the nineties. I mean, yeah, twenty sounds. Oh, ninety five sounds a bit ten. early. Ten years. Ten year. Ten years. Ten year. Not ten. Not twenty. Um. 
Ah, what's up? That's uh, I did. Do you know what? In all of the notes that I took, I didn't take down a shining light, so I'll have to think of that a little bit later on. But uh, something that made me really sad, like a low light, if you will, is um, because you know how Charlotte is talking to Runkle about um the babysitter, yeah, and how and he's like, well, if we brought the babysitter, that's what the babysitter's for. You're not going to go and tend to the child if the babysitter's here. I mean, the nanny. And uh, and then and then we meet the nanny, and she said, "I heard it was a glorious wedding," which is so fucking sad because it means this nanny was just like cooped up with these kids in this bedroom while this incredibly lavish ceremony yeah. was going on. And I got a real like Cinderella vibe from it, which would make Charlotte one of the ugly stepsisters, I guess, by extension. Uh, it just really bummed me out. I understand I that, that, but you've got to look at it as a professional contract, Tim. They brought the nanny. She's on the clock. She's being paid for her job as a nanny she's not like I mean obviously it would be nice if the nanny got to go and swan around the wedding but that's not the nature of this relationship it just feels like in New Zealand we wouldn't do that you know well, of course the movie is not set in God's own we wouldn't get a, we wouldn't get away it doesn't matter how rich you are you wouldn't get away with that kind of behaviour. You bring your nanny down, you get her some cake when the cake gets cut the, at a, at a yeah, minimum no that's absolutely true but this movie is not set in reality that's true. Or New Zealand. Uh, speaking um, of that, actually, the nanny and the wedding and the... when they, So there's that shot, that famous shot, uh, which features the Runkle Crunkle, when it sort of pans up, uh, it's showing what's happening in the bedrooms and Samantha is just fucking dominating this dude. And uh, then it goes to the room with Runkle and Charlotte and the two kids. And first of all, I haven't really noticed this before, they have taken so many toys away for this wedding. It is like... yeah. I, I honestly, that was there's almost like a, a separate car's worth of gear. No one's playing with any of the toys. The kids are still fucking miserable, and yeah. Charlotte's cradling Rosa, Rose, and she's like right. saying, "Please, just." She's like, isn't even hugging her into her body, and she's saying, "Please sleep, please sleep, please sleep." Yeah. It's like some of the worst parenting. Like, I understand, you know, she might be at a wit's end with not knowing how to get this child to sleep, but, like, there's just That's not how there's you do so it. much basic stuff. Like, bring her into your body, ask yeah. her what's going on. Yeah, and adjust your tone. She wonders why these kids are freaking out. This is what I kept thinking about during the scene where um, her and Miranda are having cocktails and spinning stories about how much they hate their kids, which is fine. Um, but they, the kids that Charlotte has is to, they're, they're both picking up on her neuroses and so they're just they're spinning themselves out the kids like if are she was a no more chill idea. parent they'll be fine they're so nervous though because she's so stressed out when they're in intermediate English class and they start getting taught talk, like features of the English language like metaphors and similes <laughs> and idioms and anything they're going to be at sea like they will take everything in their life at face value. Every sentence that's spoken to them <laughs> is the God's honest truth. She's sending these kids back years. They could be poets or authors. Came up with something this watch guy. Something occurred to me. Um, so we've got a Middle Eastern multi-millionaire hotelier that's decided he's entering the film business for no reason in particular. This guy's got close connections to a shake. At the this huge like that that party that launch party for the movie, that the red carpet event too much right too much money was being spent on that thing. Suddenly we've got 
a representative from the Bank of Madrid attending. Like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? <laughs> I reckon there is some black market shenanigans happening. I think it's um, they're, they're laundering money. Heart of the dessert. It's a restaurant yeah. launch. Uh, did I? So one of the places that I, I tripped off to um, during the watch of the movie on my phone was IMDb for Sex in the City Two. Amazed I have not done that <laughs> in the first thirty-seven weeks of this. But did you know that they referred to this project as Heart of the Desert as its like secret code name when they were talking about it, so no one got wind that it was Sex in the City Two? Oh wow! I did not know that. Well, I th- it's true. I think I might have read that and forgotten about it. Did you also read the piece of trivia that Kim Cattrall would uh, show up at set on a wedding dresses? dress? Yeah, to try and trick everyone into thinking she was the one getting married. I like that. Like, obviously, it was a, a wasted energy because the whole movie is a steaming hot pile of garbage. My favorite um, <laughs> I like bit that. of IMDb like gotcha moment is <laughs> someone's written in like the um, what are they called? Like a blooper thing. Yeah. Like, a, are we on the page? What? Yeah, man. Yeah, we're on the page. <laughs> Bro, I want everyone to, is... to vote us up a little bit more, though. I want to be higher on the I'm page. so proud of us and whoever put that entrance in for us. Um, it says, at the beginning of the movie, Carrie says she arrived at 3.30, Tuesday, June 11th, 1986. June 11th, 1986 is actually a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> suffering your bloody yeah, jocks. Yeah, absolutely suffering your jocks. Um, but the, the, without question, I've got to share this with you. The best bit of my um, adventures into IMDb for Sex in the City Two was uh, so I was like reading all the trivia, seeing all the all the other stuff, and then it says um, nominated and won for eight awards. Uh, would you like me to read what awards they won? Yeah, sure. They won the uh, whatever the EDA Special Mention Award is for Hall of Shame for both Michael Patrick King and Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> Uh, nominated Sexist Pig Award for Michael Patrick King Um, the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association they got nominated for Campy Film of the Year Uh, and at the Razzies they won Worst uh, worst Actress in a four way tie between Sarah Kim Kristen and Cynthia Worst of Times They won um, Worst Screen Couple, and it's got, instead of any names, it just says the entire cast. <laughs> worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel. They won that one as well. And they also got nominated for, um, Liza Minnelli got nominated for Worst Supporting Actress, uh, Worst Director, MPK, MKP. and Worst Picture, and Worst Screenplay. What Liza Minnelli doesn't deserve to be dragged out in that lot. Yeah, she does a bang I up. I, I hate that scene so much now. Uh, but yeah. she does a. You loved it the yeah. first one, man. Well, I mean, that's how many times you meant to see it. What I love though is the guy. Um, I've forgotten his name already, but the guy who played Steve, he got wind that he might be in contention for worst on-screen couple, and he said, "I've never won an award in my life. I would like really like to go up and accept this and make a speech." <laughs> but he didn't win it. Steve, ah, which is bloody God, criminal. He's such a goddamn legend. He's such, such an a fucking dude. legend. Uh, other things I noticed, Tim, I've got scores of notes here as well. Take me through. Uh, just the ham-fisted condescension to the audience right out of the gates. It's like there's no um, trust from MKP that we can figure things out. Like the visual cues syncing up with uh, Carrie's narrative. So when she says time is a funny thing, a second can, mm. you know, flash by or whatever in a 
there's just a slow panning up zoom onto like a whole feature wall of clocks at Bergdorf oh yeah like in. a dozen different clocks yeah and um and the jewelry store yeah and i was just yeah I noticed it. It's a visual metaphor that is um, meaningless and entirely unnecessary because it's like visually articulating the exact words that but, she's saying. It doesn't add any new but information. But then they do exactly the same thing at the wedding when it's like a little while later, while there's a shot of the running order of the wedding. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Just fucking like, come on. It's really bad storytelling is what it is. It's not MKP's best work. Has he done anything outside cool. of Sex in the City? Um, you find out. You Google that. Meanwhile, I want to um, throw some more shit at you, bro. By all means. You're a real piece of shit. Yes. And I wish that you would wear a shirt when we did these podcasts. I'm in a sleeping bag on a couch. <laughs> we really have made it. <laughs> um, so... In the intro, in the in the intro, um, everyone's entrance to this movie. He created two broke girls. That is one of the like um, most slammed TV series in a while. Just for it's like it's so brash. I haven't actually seen it, but it did well. Uh, it did re- it's still going. Yeah, two two broke girls, and then I don't know a bunch of shit I don't know about. I did some stuff for Will and Grace. Larry David, Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, he was in it. He was in, He played a bit part as an HBO publicist in Kirby Enthusiasm. What season? I don't know. It was like it's a very small part. Oh, I'll look it up later. Um, so like, uh, Carrie was working in Bloomingdale's. No, Rachel Green get... worked in Bloomingdale's. From no. from Friends. Carrie. Yeah, at the start, she says, I was working in a Bloomingdale's and Miranda was crying in the dressing room, right? Oh, yeah. So we know that that Carrie originally was working in a Bloomingdale's. Um, Miranda said when she's on the plane, this is bigger than my first apartment. So we know that she came from some humble beginnings as well. And uh, also at the start of the movie, she says Samantha was a bartender at ZBGB's. So like all of them were working class ladies who have entirely forgotten the struggle and just treat all of the service, the servers like shit wherever they go. And it really fucks me off because it's like, as someone who's worked at call centers part of hemp play, I will always treat people on the phone pretty well because I know that it is an absolutely wretched existence. Uh, and so yeah. you would think that these ladies would remember like back in the day Working in a clothing store was hard. Working in a bar was no, hard. No, well, like, Carrie's got a good relationship with the uh, lady at the store. He's like, I've been cheating on fashion with furniture. There's, like, a bit of a back and forth and a friendly tone. I, I get your point. Like, they're not good people. But, but no. I don't think they disregard everyone. They're like... And, you know, I mean, Samantha's just a bloody rambunctious hero. So she's going to... I think her behaviour towards white stuff will fluctuate wildly between being a legend and a bit of a poopy butthole head. Yeah, poopy butthole is a word that comes to my mind as well. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Uh, I'm in a weird zone this watch. I feel like I, um, there's a part of my body that's accepted that I'm watching this forever. I, I, I know to what you are referring. It was kind of weird. I thought... It was... Yeah. It's kind of like... Um, having something just gently dragging you, like some sort of extra piece of gravity, some sort of extra force just pulling you 
pulling you down. I think it's like uh, how I've heard drowning being described, that you kind of thrash around for a long time and then the moment just before you die, you sort of accept it and it's actually sort of like a peaceful way to go. Yeah, people's... I mean, this is research which is insane to me because, you know, so many people are walking around with the half fact. They're like, oh, no, drowning's a great way to go. It's like, here you are talking to me on land. (laughs) Like, fucking go do some research and then we'll have a conversation. (laughs) I mean, that has come from people who uh, believe that they came basically as close as you can come to death or died medically for a bit and then were brought back. But I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. Like, if you say that you medically died, well, you didn't. If you're still here, you you didn't die. No, you can... D- you know what I mean? People say, like, I died for three minutes. It's like, well... They did die. You didn't die. But that's only because we're defining dead as, like, your heart stops beating. But it, I think if you come back from it, you never really died. Because dying is when you So dead. what? You didn't die. You just, like, unlocked a new level of sleep. There you go. Yeah. yeah, so those, like so like these people coming. aren't survivors who have survived death. These are people like it's a very it's an upper echelon oh. of society. Hey, listen, I don't want to take away from anyone whose heart stopped for any amount of time. It's a hell of a ride, I imagine, and, and exceptionally dangerous. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. But I'm just saying, like all these people, we say he died briefly. It's like, well, fucking, he's still here. So did he? Did he yeah, die? I understand. I don't think he did. Uh, he's not dead. Tim, who is your worst enemy? Who is my worst enemy? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure that I have one. Do you not think that's a shame that we don't have enemies? I don't know that you don't have an enemy. I don't have an enemy. Hmm. No, I don't think I've got one. Should we uh, seek out an enemy, a shared enemy? We could just make each other our enemies. Oh. We've got a yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, it would be a shortcut. Yeah. Well, look, I like you. Like, it's a weird one. It's a weird relationship, but I'm pretty into you. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's all the weirder because um, we've got video Skype up, so I can see you without your shirt on. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com jewelry isn't a gift you give just once It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Delivering that, um, for all I know, butt naked. Nah, I'm in a lounge, bro. You can't, like, I thought about it, but you can't sleep butt naked in someone else's lounge. I'm in my, my underpants. That's probably um, a more comfortable way to sleep in a sleeping bag, though. Sleeping bags get so hot because all that syntheticness to them. Yeah, you don't want your butt sticking to the... Yeah. Yeah. Peel, peeling your butt off a sleeping bag. Um, Hey, bro. I feel like we're in a weird spot, you and I, right now. Real weird, there's like man. A, it's almost like a resigned... There's a resigned sense of, to our conversation. Like, it's I feel quite sad. placid, but... Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm not. I I'm scared by the fact that I've I've lost the anger now. It's just like it's it's just it's broken. Maybe we're broken now. Maybe it's done it. Maybe this is the episode where um, you see us just defeated by the movie. I will tell you now. The movie owns us. I'm looking. It stopped being. It stopped being. We're watching the movie, and now the movie is watching us. The tables have turned. That guy on the phone at the start of the movie in Bergdorf Goodman, who's reporting in that we're watching it again. Mm. He's he's been watching us the whole time, and he started telling yeah, everyone else in the in the world of this, and like in the world of the film, he's like, "You're not going to believe this. Everyone, pay very close attention when we're acting this week. If you look through the movie, you'll see these <laughs> two guys who are watching it for the thirty sixth time. It's unbelievable." And all the, you, that guy, that guy's the star. Then that guy's the star of the whole concept. Here's this weird interdimensional existence that he's created it's weird to think about i wonder what sjp is doing right now i also wonder she's got how a did family Samantha... and a husband and like Has she got kids yeah i'm pretty sure that they've got her and matt broderick have got some spawn <laughs> no need to boil it down to um such horrific sounding terms spawn that's fine yeah i call myself spawn do you yeah it's because you don't respect yourself, guy. So it's the same reason you're sleeping on a couch in a sleeping bag in someone's lounge. I do respect myself. These people don't know I'm here. Actually, no. Big, big shout out to the the tenants of the house. Um, they're really hooking me up. Hey, so I just typed in Sarah and Wikipedia. I like that you didn't name them. Normally, with a shout out, you tend to name the people so that they can get the requisite I'm, shout I'm bra- out. I'm breaking all the rules. Good man. Um, so what? No, go. I, I looked saying? up Sarah in Wikipedia to look up Sarah Jessica Parker to see if she had kids. She doesn't even register. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Churchill, Sarah Palin, Sarah Trimmer, Margaret Fuller, Sarah Jane Brown. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar. You just Gell- typed Sarah into Wikipedia. Oh, it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. Now we're talking. She's like, but I wouldn't imagine she'd be a more popular search than... She's got three kids. Uh, three? Yeah. A more popular search than Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think you're underestimating the love for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I think you're right. Such a good show. How did Samantha Jones' publicity weather the storm of the 2008 financial crisis? That's what I want to know. How is she still there? Uh, I feels like she deals with a very like upmarket end of of the bizzo, of the industry. And those are all the people who... The first thing you cut when you start running out of budgets is you start cutting advertising and marketing and promotion. It's the first thing you cut. How does she still exist? 
She's she used to be good at her job. She's uh she's writing on um reputation. And I wouldn't be too surprised. I mean, after this Middle East blow up, uh if she if the company is in liquidation, went into liquidation. Ooh. She had to re- oh, she wait, had to release that. Term. She had to release that uh cute secretary, which is a shame because I enjoy catching up with her every week. She deserves a spin-off. She what? Spin-off series. She should get a spin-off series. She deserves a spin-off series. Oh, and before, I lost the train of thought, but I was thinking, a Rachel Green appearance in Sex and the City as Rachel Green, Mm. that would be a joy to behold. I was reading about, back back on the um, IMDb page, some people who wanted to be in the movie, uh, Victoria Beckham was jonesing for a little appearance in this film. Victoria Beckham Mm. dodged a bullet. Posh Spice. <laughs> and, uh, That's such a funny name. What, Posh Spice? I think someone's got a joke about it. About how yeah, what is, The Spice Girls taught me I can... No, like the Spice Girls... It's a New Zealand comic. The Spice Girls taught me I can do any... I can do any career. I can be sporty. I can be scary. I can be... Oh, fuck. Who says it? A I baby? Can be posh. Yeah, I can be a baby. Anyway. Good gag, good bit. Congratulations to another person who we should shout out, but will not say their name. <laughs> God damn it, I feel empty. Scoop up, boop, boop, better, boop, boop, scoop up, boop, 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 scoop a doopie, scoop a ba ba, fall up a boo, ba da ba ba, da ba doo doo, scoop it up, scoop it a boop boo, scoop it a bee, scoop it a ba scoop it a doo, scoop it a bee 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 bee, scoop it a boo boo bee doo doo. Where's he going? Fuck. What's he reading? Your spirit is broken, bro. Yeah, I even I didn't even want to do the That's skating like today. I just I was like, maybe if most, I try it, I'll get into it. It was one of the most fun things we get to do every week. <laughs> Shit, you're blue, bro. I'm looking in your eyes and <laughs> your cold, dead eyes. Uh, I just want to hug you. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate the thought. Uh, Appreciate the thought, the warmth, and the support. No, I need you to dig deep into that um, half brain of yours, Tim, and tell me, for Christ's sake, what in God's name is this guy up to? And where on earth could he be going? Well, something that I noticed for the... Actually, I'll tell you what. This I'm going to couch my shining light in this as well. Because I didn't even notice this before, but the only time when the gals are in the calf, where we see our Java warrior... Uh, and Brady pops his head up to look at something is when he watches Coffee Guy leave. Dude, I noticed that exact same thing this week. <laughs> it's the only time when he looks. So let's not make any bones about it. Brady and Coffee Guy working together. Some shit's going on there. So I feel like... I still feel like Brady the Rat King is calling the shots because when you're as powerful as he is and you've got the entire population of New York City's vermin at your fingertips, you don't play second fiddle to a dude who's really good at drinking coffee. Like, that's not something that happens. Um, <laughs> what, irrespective you, you think of, that like, the, what his background is. You think that the power to harness the power of all vermin in New York City yeah. outweighs the ability to knock back... I think what we established last week, he told us, what, 99... How does he do it? He has 99 cups of coffee for $99 and then goes out on the street until he can get enough money to do it again. I literally, I literally have no memory of that at all. 
I thought it was his dad was an inventor with the rocket shoes, but was that the one before? Oh, fuck no. The guy's had a life. Hell of a life. <laughs> we, really, we really should stitch together all the Coffee Guy stories and um, like make a kid's book about the adventures of Coffee Guy. I, yeah, we should stitch together all of the uh, Coffee Guy stories. <laughs> I don't know if that all. I don't know how that all sync up, but it's worth a crack. Anyway, so he's <laughs> yeah, not well. He was. So, do you think him um, and Brady were surreptitiously having a meeting in the in the yeah. in the cold light of day? Yeah, because you want to know why Brady has uh, telepathy, and it's so strong that when you put a human under enough duress and give them enough um, adrenaline and caffeine, they can at a very low level communicate telepathically with them. That's how powerful. Brady's mind is yeah so they, they were they were having a right old chit chat and that's what, why Brady sort of just popped his head up to look that was him saying goodbye what was being um, comrade what was as he walked out the being room. communicated so if you think of Brady when you're a king or a president you are the head of the military right so he is the commander in chief of the rats and what Coffee Guy is is more like a lieutenant, so he's kind of got a little division that he's looking after. Yeah. And uh, Coffee Guy's actually in charge of the special operations rat team, so like a SEAL Team 6 rat division. <laughs> so they're these specially trained rats that they they know different cultures, they know different languages, they're like part <laughs> spy, part action heroes. Um, Does it, you mean like, different languages, human languages, or different rat languages? Uh, both. Wow. Both. Yeah, so they can under, I mean, they can't talk in human parlance, but they can, but understand, they can understand it yeah. and then relay it back in rat to Brady. And they can definitely understand um, Danish yeah. and Japanese. Yeah, and whatever, whatever Dickbot speaks when he's not trying to trick everyone. Like his native robot tongue. <laughs> Wingdings. <laughs> yeah, yes. Dickbot speaks in wingdings, and um, <laughs> SEAL Team Six Rat Division can understand that. I'm re- I'm just. I actually. We need to dig a bit more into um, the coming feud because Dickbot versus Brady is just like whenever I think about the podcast, that's the, that's my shining light of this whole experience. Is just cracking back into that and and really trying to get to the bottom of how this fight's going to go down. That's like because it's going to be huge. That's a big part of what's keeping you going. Do you think that if, um, so Brady's got this coffee guy is in charge of the um, SEAL Team 6 rat division. Do you think that Dickbot has some sort of counter to that? Like a um, co-intel pro sort of program running where he's like spreading misinformation, um, little honeypots of false nuggets to throw Brady off his course? I think because of the detail in which you asked the question, I'm going to say absolutely yes. Like yeah. you pretty much did all the heavy lifting for me there. <laughs> so, I guess my question is: How's Dickbot throwing Brady off the trail? What little false breadcrumbs is he leaving for him to try and put the uh, battle on on his terms? First of all, he is a one-man fuck machine who is using the god-given power of his robot dick to get closer and closer until he can infiltrate uh, Brady's home, his family home. So is that the narrative that he's spinning or is that the reality? That's what's actually That's up. what's actually up. The narrative he's spinning. I mean, he's got this whole 
Samantha thing. He's got this. Uh, he's got a lot. He's got a lot of balls in the air with regards to uh, decoys. He's got the Samantha fling. I mean, he's being a very supportive partner while, or by all appearances, while uh, her PR firm goes into liquidation. He's got his architecture business. Like he's. I mean, he's got. A, he's got a whole bunch of patsies working at an office in Abu Dhabi. I mean, it's. It's the most two D operation in the world. They're not. None of the designs are going anywhere. But they're all on yeah. the payroll. I mean, it's all by all appearances, it looks legit. Uh, but he's, so he's running an entire shell company. That's this architecture firm. Yeah, and he's pretty much. Although, you want to know what? You know how Dickbot's ultimate plan is to take out the power supply. Do you know how you fucking can really dig into that? Getting involved in infrastructure. You want to know how you get involved with infrastructure? Have a shell company that's operating as an architecture firm. That's right. They let you bloody build new buildings and put... Um, He's in charge of everything there, but everywhere. his name isn't on any of it. And they're trying to get a yeah. big contract with the US government to redesign the Pentagon. Uh, mm. They're looking at making it a, a dodecahedron. Uh, God knows why. So, yeah, and pretty much... He, I mean, Steve, he has a history of philandering uh of of sleeping around dickbot uh is a firm believer that gender isn't binary and sexuality is a spectrum uh and he's pretty much he's angling towards getting in there with steve really samantha's a stepping stone god damn it that is good so by doing that, you are taking out the one weakness that King Brady has, which is his father, who he's got a lot of love for, the former mayor of New York City um, who made an empire in writing his own dictionaries. <laughs> that is fucking beautiful. That is like some Star Wars, Luke, I am your father level shit, bro. I love that. I love you loving it. It makes me feel good. It's real good. Um, it's probably time to um, crack open a big leather-bound smoky book that I like to call Mr. Big's Big Book of Ideas. I and in that book, concur. pages of scribbles, pages of ideas, pages of diagrams, and also one page where he took a shit on the book and then closed it in some sort of ink-blotting Rorschach test to himself. Uh, gone horribly. What, yuck, he he's a weird dude. There's feces in the book that is so unnecessary, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's his own though. That doesn't make it any, any better. Um, he's an uh, experimental guy. Do you know what Mr. Big's been working on in that book this week? Tell me, tell me. He has been, because he doesn't have any keyboards, so he can't use the internet. He has been, literally since Carrie left for Abu Dhabi, he has been working so hard to figure out the time difference. Like, Every with every fibre of his being, all he wants to know is what the time is in the Middle East, so he can like. So like, what is he using? What clothes does he have to try and start building got, this roadmap? He started from scratch. He's got like the a very rudimentary understanding of time, and he's got like all these graphs and uh, diagrams and everything in his book. Like, and he's so he's working so hard. He's working so hard, and they haven't really been in touch since she's been there because he's got no idea when an appropriate time to talk is. And then she calls him up, right? to tell him about Aiden, And as soon as she calls him up, he picks up the phone and goes, well, it's 2 a.m. over there. You can't still be jet lagged. <laughs> and she doesn't even acknowledge his work. And I think that the huge problem that comes up in their relationship isn't rooted in her kissing Aiden. 
It is yeah. the lack of respect he gets for, I mean, for successfully... For all of the work and math and time yeah. and mental energy that he's I mean, it's very difficult to have, yeah, for her yeah, to have the... Call. For her to have the perspective of how hard exactly he's worked on this. But like even an acknowledgement of going, oh, wow, you know, well done. Or it's nice of you to, to, to research that. I know you don't have the internet. And then also, Isn't Big our favorite little digger, you know? He's operating in the markets colorblind, not really knowing what's going on. He's trying to figure out time zones without a clue as to like kind of how to, how to get it done. Fuck, he's just battling away, man. He's hot Good to trot. Him. He's so hot to trot. Um, and because the other thing is Aiden is bragging about the internet at the dinner he has with Carrie. You know how he's like, he tells Carrie he knows she's married. He's like, yeah, my wife showed me something on the internet, which yeah, yeah. Uh, is, a, is an up and coming venture. I think is going to be going <laughs> places pretty soon. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so so, she, so what do you think he's like showing off to rub it in on Carrie's yeah. face somehow? Well, yeah, it's sort of like yeah. Does Carrie like, know that big is? Does Carrie know that big can't get online because he doesn't have a keyboard? Uh, yes. Gotcha. She does know, so that's how she. That's why she should be so impressed by him figuring out the time difference because she knows he he can't do it any other way, and that's why the internet dig is quite a. It sort of is a needling dig for her because. She knows Big's not on the internet, and this guy. So she, everyone knows that Big's not on the internet. This is like everyone at the wedding understands that Big does not have internet access. God, wouldn't you feel so? You'd, I'd treat them like a leper if, <laughs> if I was at a wedding with someone and we just all knew that there was one guy who was not on. I'd be like, I've got nothing to talk to you about. Like, what could we possibly discuss? That's hilarious. Nice weather we're having. That's why every old school movie conversation goes like this. Hi, sir. Hi. Nice weather we're having. It sure is. And then the conversation ends. Because before the internet, what the fuck was anyone talking Look, about? The weather is never going to go anywhere as a conversation point because it is the one thing that is constantly, you know, we're all, uh, it's happening all around all of us simultaneously. It's a great united front for humanity, the weather. I just quickly, before we go, Tim, I'd like to talk about the wedding one last time, which is... Of course. So they're all, when they all get there, they're all exchanging kind of uh, thinly veiled homophobic jibes about the entire operation. And then... This one does. Uh, and since I think Charlotte or someone, Charlotte says, shouldn't we be a little more PC? Uh, and then the Anthony comes over and he's like, can you believe this? It looks like the Snow Queen exploded. And then Big says, how's that for PC? And she says, yeah. true. That comment is in no way offensive to anyone. It has struck me every time I've seen the movie. I'm like, what is this exchange? Bec yeah, like, is the Snow Queen... If, do we need the to be Snow politically Qu correct towards Snow Queens? They're not fucking real. <laughs> I don't get that either at all. If he said... So, okay, this is how the line would make sense. And maybe this was the original writing of it and the, and the network were like, this isn't... Or the studio were like, this isn't happening. He was like, um, can you believe how wide it is in here? It's like George Michael treated it like his own outdoor toilet. <laughs> yeah. Not just, my best work. No. I, but I'm I get, trying to paint a mental image of everything's got jizz on it, guy. Everything's been jizzed on. There's jizz everywhere. Yeah. That's what the white thing's <laughs> Mr. Big's about. running around with a bucket, slooping it into the bucket so he can 
Uh, it looks like Mr. Big's Jacuzzi's exploded in here. How's that for PC? Fucking, well, I guess we've got to be nice to Big because he doesn't have the internet and he's colorblind, so that isn't very PC. Anyway, yeah, it's good, which is probably a good thing for Mr. Big because he can't read all of the horrible, horrible things people are saying about his product <laughs> in general uh, approach to life. All right. It's been real. I want to bring. I want to. I want to. I want to bring back the Mashetsky somehow. So look forward to that next step. Hey, also, um, we've got some cool things that are happening soon. Uh, we got. We got some cool guests coming on soon. Yeah. So look forward to that. And um, oh, if any, if, hey, if anyone wants to jump on board and sponsor the show, just get in touch with us. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. And please, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes or whatever your listening application is. Oh, you have taken it too fucking far. Me pleading for money is one thing, but you begging people for reviews on iTunes is beyond the pale, my friend. Uh, this is Guy Montgomery saying, Timbat, why don't you go fuck yourself, friend? <laughs> this is Timbat signing off to go fuck himself. Goodbye, everyone. See you next week. Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Season two. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.